Welcome to the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast. This is Matt Zapala, your host and creator of Euphoria Health and Active Living, your go-to hub for all information on movement, sustainability, and plant-based nutrition. My main goal is to generate happiness, and I couldn't think of a more fitting word to represent my brand than Euphoria. Join me as I dive into raw conversation with qualified professionals, athletes, influential individuals, and many more. It's time now to introduce this week's special guest. This week on the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast, I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with one of my mentors and great mate, Tyson Venables. Tyson is heavily involved in the health and fitness industry. He's a CrossFit coach, a personal trainer, and a yoga instructor. He understands exactly what it takes to be able to make sustainable lifestyle changes, and he shares with us his tips during today's show. Tyson also shares with us his background and what life is like moving from Melbourne to Sydney. Don't worry guys, he answers the most important question in Australian history, being what city's better, Melbourne or Sydney. Melbourne's great coffee definitely got him over the line. He walks us through step by step his personal experience battling adrenal fatigue and the warning signs we all should look out for. Tyson also shares with us tips on how to take yoga off the mat and applying it into our everyday lives. Tyson gives us an insight into what it was like battling his own mental health issues and how he aims to break the stigma of men not talking about their emotions through his men's health retreats. This episode is a cracker, so make yourself a smoothie, sit back and enjoy the show. How are you, Tyce? Good, thanks, Maddie. Good, how are you? Yeah, awesome. Awesome to have you here, bud. Um, let's get the ball rolling. So tell us a bit about your background, Tyce. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up, so I was born originally in the New South Wales uh, Snowy Mountains. Nice. Then moved to, our family got moved to Evoca Beach on the New South Wales Central Coast, so I grew up both in the mountains and uh, around the surf, so I've been lucky enough to be surrounded by those two things, and they're, they're pretty big influences in my life, and just the way, like, I kind of, like, that's my, both my centering areas, like, go surfing, or go to the mountains, go skiing, it's, like, two places where I like to escape to whenever I can get out of the city, so... Love it. That's, yeah, where I grew up, and I was quite lucky to live around those areas, as, just as a kid, like, growing up in Avoca Beach with all the boys, and getting up to all the things that... Beers young, and surfing. Young, <laughs> young, young, young boys do, so it was good, so... Yeah. Living the dream. And, um, so you said you grew up in New South Wales, what made you move to Melbourne, and when did you do that? I uh, moved to Melbourne April of last year, so... 2017 um, and it was just a bit of a career change so I had some friends and stuff that I was down here I was actually dating a girl at one stage and she was living down here we we're doing the back and forth thing and we stopped seeing each other and it was just in that time I was just got to a point in my career gym that I was working at and I was just like oh I had a really successful PT business up there um, it's just I was working at a CrossFit gym up there and um, it's just like I want to try. I wanted to try Melbourne. Like it was just the traffic and the, just the people, and I just started investigating like cost of living and stuff. And like yep. I was paying three eighty five for a, a room a week in um, Bondi Junction, and I was just like, well, I could rent almost rent a three bedroom house down <laughs> in Melbourne for that. So I just once I start stopped seeing that girl, I was just like, well, I just I missed coming to Melbourne. Yeah. 
I was just like, why not? I have no, I've got no wife, got no kids. May as well just move down there while I've got nothing tying me to Sydney and give it a go. And I've like always liked to live off like a, um, just saying that it's a better, better an oops than a what if. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's so so far so good. I love it, mate. Yeah. How's the coffee? Better in Melbourne or better in Sydney? Yeah, it's good in Melbourne. Yeah, it's worth with joys, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned before you built a successful PT business up in Sydney. When did you start that? When did you get your qualifications? Ah, uh, jeez. So I've been a PT now. So I went. I've always got to like backtrack. Six and a half years now. Nice. Um, got them. Um, so I was living on the Central Coast. I was a carpenter by trade just got sick of doing the carpentry sort of stuff. So got into PT. I got into PT originally when I left school. Okay. Um, and then just didn't work out then. It was a bit too immature. And then got back into it. Um, started CrossFit coaching up on the Central Coast. That took me into um, meeting like Khan Porter, one of the top CrossFitters in Australia. Yeah. Um, got a job at his gym. And then that... I progressed from there, um, building my clientele in Sydney, and yeah, so that's how kind of the the way I my the, my direction that I went through getting down there, and it was a good gym. Like it was a great gym to be working out of, working on the car, and learning a lot through for from CrossFit from a high level CrossFit competitors mindset, yeah. um, and then also like the environment allowed for my own business to flourish, like through um my corrective functional exercise and stuff like that started to really they they weren't always set on you doing the one thing they were open to allowing you to grow as a trainer how you wanted to train so yeah yeah, so it was it's awesome when you surround yourself with like like like-minded um influential people it's amazing how much you grow absolutely yeah so like that's the thing is like as a grow as a person but also grow as like an athlete and a coach as well because like you're getting pushed to that that next level because those guys are at that next level so yeah and it's also good to have that those sort of people around you to bounce ideas off like um they bounce ideas off me we'd bounce ideas off each other and and everybody like other people who've come into the gym like those top level athletes who come into the gym you're always like listening and what they've got to say yeah, so it was yeah, it was a great place to be in. And awesome. Yeah, um, I can definitely relate to that. If anyone that doesn't know, me and Tyson used to work at Lululemon together, um, in High Point, and obviously me being a personal trainer and Tyson being a PT as well, a bit more experienced than I am, I could always like bounce off the uh, bounce ideas off you, mate, and it was awesome having like a like-minded yeah. mentor sort of thing in the workplace for me. So I really appreciate that. Um, you mentioned CrossFit before. For people that don't know anything about CrossFit, what is it? And tell us about your background. Uh, well, CrossFit is varied functional fitness at um, different intensities. Yeah. So it, essentially what it is, it incorporates nine fundamental movements like squatting, pressing overhead, deadlifting. Um, and then it's just varied every day. So you can walk into a gym... The, co- the head coach's program like will be something different each day which is generally it doesn't allow your body to adapt quickly for doing the same thing over and over and over and over and yep. over again so then that in that essence it allows it get 
allows you to get results better. Okay, so that's um, for a variety of different movements. So it's making people better in everyday life. And would you say it happens in a faster time frame than um, standard? I think so, yeah. Like, yeah. I think I just, when I was crossfitting, like, full-time, I think I could have been the fittest I've ever been. Like, well, definitely I was the fittest I've ever been. Like, I yeah. could, I used to play rugby union and rugby league, high-level rugby league and rugby union, and I, there was a couple of times where I'd jump on the, like, pull the 40 boots back on, and hadn't trained with the team, but could still keep up and do yeah. whatever they, whatever the game threw at me, and not feel like fatigued towards the end or awesome. even yeah. So it helps in every day. Like I've also last year, July of last year, I ran a half marathon. Um, never thought I could run anything yeah. over three and a half k's. And prior to the race, which I probably don't really. Um, recommend for anybody else I'd never run over 12 k's before the race um, but I, I attribute that to my crossfit background because it's just being able to um, sustain those longer efforts um, and the the interval style of training actually then have, has helped me like get to that point without yep. having too much more of that just go out and run a, a 21k each weekend like uh, for me, that's boring. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. I don't know. I, I take my hat off to people who can go and run like 70 Ks and just like do it. Yeah. I, I just like, a drag. <laughs> <laughs> it's a drag for me. Like, I'm like you. I just yeah. much prefer, I'd, like, I'd much prefer to run 1K run uh, repeats than like 20 Ks, 20 at, Ks at once. Yeah. I guess my experience with CrossFit as well it teaches you a lot mentally more than anything. Yeah, so, absolutely. being able to sustain being in the, the barrier where it's uncomfortable. Um, for a longer period of time, so would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Like I, it, like going down the rabbit hole, so to speak. Like you, you push yourself to that limit, and you can find your body's limits. Um, and working within ranges, so you don't want to like you don't want to have to throw yourself off the cliff, like off a cliff, and then just be standing there looking at whatever you're doing. You want to be able to keep operating and keep moving and. Um, yeah, it definitely makes you comfortable, more more comfortable with being uncomfortable. I like love that term the, right there. The first, like, and, it, and it's like I do a lot of introduction sessions for new new CrossFitters, and it never gets better, like, because you get fitter and you push yourself harder, and you're still uncomfortable, but you get more com- like the first class. I still remember my first like first session that I did with my mates you're just on the ground just like sucking for air and you just wanted to die but it's that kind of feeling that kind of brought you back to the next session to go again yeah. um, and it's the community side of things too which is great because it's like it's it's like not going to like a normal gym and you put your headphones in and you don't talk to anyone and you just do your own thing some people like that I don't mind training like that sometimes but it's also good to get in with a bunch of people who are doing the same workout no matter what level and you're all finished at the end and you just, you both you all know that you've been through the same thing definitely together it's kind of like that 
team mindset of like playing footy. Yep. Yeah. So definitely, I think um, that's why group fitness classes are thriving at the moment because yeah. people aren't necessarily connected to the exercise they're doing or the instructors there. They're connected to that community aspect there. Yeah, they're getting so, that community kind of buy-in, and which yeah. is good. Like, because people need that today in today's society as well. Because like we are connected with all these different forms of technology, but then at the end of the day, you still need that actual physical contact with human beings. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So. Awesome. Um, I think that's why the the fun, like F forty five and all those sort of thi- like those exercises like they're great for people like they get people moving. Um, CrossFit and F forty five they like sometimes get a little bit of like a head butting thing, but it's like they're getting people moving, they're getting people sweating, and they're getting the results. Definitely. And the big scheme of things, that's what fitness is about. So rather Lovely. than having people sitting on couches, so. Awesome point there, Tyus. Um, what about your CrossFit personal background and your ambitions? Like you mentioned that you were doing full-time CrossFit. Did you have ambitions to make it to the next level with that? Or? Yeah, so I, when I first started CrossFit, and I, the way I really got sold on it was that I had a mate of mine. He, his partner had pulled out of a partner comp, and he's like... Uh, do you want to go in this comp? I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. I've been doing CrossFit for two weeks and we went in and we won it. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, that's me. Let's let's do competitive CrossFit. Like, everybody who kind of does a, a like, a, a, their local comp, they do one and they go well. And they're like, yeah, I want to be the next games. Like, I want to be the win the next games. And so I started training pretty hard. And it was, I was going really uh, quite well. And... Um, yeah, met Khan, moved down there, and yeah, my ambitions were to go to regionals, but it just so happened, like, every time the Open would come around, so there's three different levels for everybody who doesn't know, there's three different levels of the, the CrossFit season, there's the Open, what everybody globally does, yeah. and then they take the, the top 30 to 32 to the next, like, to the next uh, stage, which is regionals. Yeah. And then from there, they take the five from each region to the games. So, at the, the games is like the top point zero one percent of like all all CrossFitters in the world. So, yeah. to even get to regionals, that's a huge feat. Like there's like thirty thousand males in Australia going for it. Yeah. So to even be able to get to that top level, um, my top finish, like even, so yeah, it just for the open every time the opens come around every I've had been carrying some sort of injury that's like stopped me in one or two workouts and you've got to be performing at your top for those five workouts over those five weeks so um for two seasons I kind of just like gave it my all I got really bad chronic fatigue adrenal um like adrenal um breakdown my um lymphatic system just kind of shut down and i had to have 15 weeks off doing absolutely nothing like um to the point where all it was was yoga and meditation if i walked up a hill i'd want to fall asleep so um yeah that's when i was just like i've pushed it too far like my body is just gone and at that stage i was 30 or 29, 30. So it's just like, maybe, like, the, the guys are at the top, they're like 24, 25. 
and I was just like, I'm pushing. Like, it's age is really no barrier, but at that in the sport, you've like that's the peak. So I was just like, well, maybe I just listen to what my body's telling me, um, and kind of just tapered back a little bit. Also, my my PT business wasn't going well because I was spending so much time training. I was training like five, six hours a day. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I need to put food on the table. I'm not a sponsored athlete, so I need to actually make that. And I don't own a gym, so I, I need to like kind of make that um, sacrifice. And I did. And I'm not. Re- I don't regret it. Like, it's made me a better person now. I've been through that experience of like complete and utter like body fatigue. Yeah. And I can now pass on that with other people and my clients and stuff as well. To show that there is a boundary that your body, and a lot of people don't know that boundary until they get to that point, yeah, and they'll right. keep going and keep going and keep going, and then body shits itself, and they go, oh, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of your adrenal fatigue, did you experience some warning signs looking back now that you thought, oh shit, I should have stopped then? Yeah. And what are the what are those for the listeners that they can maybe relate to? Oh, um. Well, it started with not being able to sleep. So it was like I was tired, but I'd go to bed and I couldn't sleep. Then um, bloating, like I was like caught it like the classic cortisol bloat. A lot of people have probably heard about cortisol thrown around and stuff. Um, it's the stress hormone. Um, when it's higher in your body and you're feeling a little bit more stressed, you'll find that you're bloated through the midline. Uh, so around the abdomen and stuff like that. So I had that. Like my diet was, I wouldn't. No, actually, my diet wasn't on point because like I wasn't eating enough for what I was training. So yeah. Um. So, but what I was eating, what I thought I was eating, was good, but it wasn't enough. Um. Then, so that was and just cloudiness in thoughts and depression. So that sort of started to come in again, and I was just like, well, what's going on here? Like. I actually know I'm a pretty like everything's good, but like I can't put sentences together and thought process was kind of all over the place. No matter how much like magnesium and stuff I took, it was just wasn't working. And then gradually it started getting worse. Like um, I was seeing a girl at one stage and get aroused, but within two seconds, nothing. Like down, it, yeah. it was back down, and I'm like. And then she's like, oh, she thought there was something wrong with her. That relationship kind of broke down, but it wasn't her. It was me. It was like, because that's the next stage of like that adrenal fatigue. And it gets to that point where you're like, holy shit, like there's something wrong. And then the day that like the straw that broke the camel's back was, um, I was demonstrating some um, reps for the class. And it was just toaster bar reps. And normally I can punch out a bunch of reps and I could... I could only get out three and then one mm-hmm. went up against the wall and wanted to fall asleep. And, um, yeah. And then I tried to do my own training, got through, it was supposed to be five sets of three and he got through the second set and went and laid down for five hours and fell asleep. Wow. So <laughs> I was just like, okay, it's time to go to a doctor. And the doctor didn't want to do anything. Like the doctor said, I was just stressed and didn't want to give me any blood tests or anything like that. Um, so I went to a naturopath and he's like, took a bunch of like um did his own tests 
um, saliva tests and stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, fasting saliva throughout the day. And yeah, it showed that my cortisol levels were like through the roof. Wow. So we went and got the blood test done. And yeah, it showed that my thyroid was just about to pack it in as well. So um, there was a bunch of tests like was like testosterone levels were weren't really getting produced either so it was yeah i was pretty close to like shutting my body shutting down so yeah from there then i had to just no activity no lifting no cardio couldn't have sex because it raised the heart rate and i just want to fall asleep so (laughs) (laughs) it was a real vicious cycle for me but um it was a big learning curve and that's really where i discovered yoga for me um and meditation because that side of thing is just really calming and leveling and leveling out the stress in the body that's where it kind of started to yoga started to present itself even more for me um yeah so that's pretty much why i had to do what i had to do like i had to stop because i had to st- had to stop. Wow, I guess that's actually a really daunting experience. So thanks for that, Ty. Um, when did you start Bear Strength Fitness, which is your personal training business? So it started out of my um, started out of my garage. Um, we used to call the garage the den, <laughs> um, and Bear Strength came from because I've got a deep love for Canada. So and. Um, in the garage, I had a departing gift from one of my photographer mates. There was a big grizzly bear on the arm, on the wall, like a big, like he's a photographer and he gave me this big print. So it was like bear, den, bear strength and fitness. So that's where the name kind of stemmed from. And yeah, and it's just because like bears are strong. There's like, and it's the, that's kind of, there's no real kind of like marketing like around it yeah um it was just or branding and stuff it was more just that was how we felt like when we were training in the den um back in the back in terrible day so that was 2011 yeah so just after i started my pt like i was working at a like a globo gym uh doing my pt out of there but i also had private clients and stuff coming to my home gym which was cool because like just could do whatever we really wanted to do there and the gym was like the 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 den was set up with like probably could have had five or six people working in there at a time so it was good when we could we'd have small groups and stuff come in there and do loosely crossfit based stuff awesome yeah so that's where that kind of stemmed from love it um and what in like obviously the inspiration there was from the mad love for canada um, now you've obviously brought that over to Melbourne and you offer a service of online coaching. Can you tell us a little bit about your online coaching, what it is, who it's targeted at and how's it beneficial? Uh, at the moment, my online coaching is, it's, it's tailored towards anybody wanting a general fitness, but then there's also a second level where it's a, um, periodized, um, specialized programming for um, the individual, uh, individual weekly programming. Um, it's actually go undergoing a little bit of a facelift and more of a morphing into a holistic lifestyle coaching online stuff, which I'll be rolling out pretty soon. 
Um, so that'll also incorporate more because I've, I've just recently become a yoga teacher. So it'll be incorporating more of the yoga and meditation side as well. So uh, actually helping people like there's too many products out on there on the, like on the market these days that just offer like sip, simple, quick fixes. Um, my online coaching is taught like, um, focused towards actually helping people make a change for like longevity um, and making that lifestyle change so they don't have to be bouncing from one fitness thing to the next and not getting or getting results and then stopping and then re- wondering why the hell they've like rebounded again like there's too many too many quick fixes out there and I don't want to be the quick fix I want to be the forever fix so I love that's, what you're doing there yeah, I love so that that's where my online stuff will be going soon so um it's in its trial phase with a few of my uh, online clients at the moment, and they're doing really well. Like I've had one lady who who she's been a, like um, my face to face client. Then I moved to uh, Melbourne from Sydney, so she's carried on with online. And yeah, like her her lifestyle's changed completely. Used to hate meditation, wouldn't listen to me with like nutrition advice and stuff like that. But now it's yeah, she listens, gets it done, and she's seeing the results. And she's seeing better lifestyle, like, rather than just weights and scales yeah. and measurements and stuff like that. It's like, her day-to-day life is better. And that's where people need to focus on. The, all the other stuff, like the aesthetic-looking stuff, is a, a byproduct of having a, a great lifestyle. So, yeah. Okay. Are these quick fixes and narrowing the focus for health and then renaming it to be only what like a physical definition of health is, yeah. which is, which is quite, um, quite detrimental to all of our health. So I know I fell in that cycle and I'm sure everyone did. It's so, yeah. so marketable and so easy to do. Um, you mentioned before that you've done your 200 hour yoga training. What inspired you to do this? Um, and how has yoga impacted your life? Um, well, yoga... I'll, I'll answer the later one first. Yoga impacted my life pretty profoundly. Um, so I, I was, I a little bit of a backstory. Travelled to Canada, got really quite depressed um, to a point of like suicide. And I say that kind of, I just said that kind of like flippantly. But yeah, quite suicidal. Wanted to, um, and then I just had to get out of like Sydney. Uh, sorry, out of uh, Canada. Um, and came back and my mates at the time I was training, I got back into the guys where I was training, uh, my old mates before I went traveling and they were going to the gym and the gym that we were going to had yoga for, um, on offer, like it was just like general gym yoga. And I just started going to a few classes and I noticed my, like my head and stuff started feeling a lot better and my thoughts were a lot clearer and so that that was in 2010 so like I've been now practicing probably eight years and so it's like I said with the adrenal fatigue and stuff I needed to do something and just having yoga there um help reduce the stress brought me back inside my head and um also kept me active in a way that I didn't have to worry about like being too fatigued so then 
fast forwarding to April, May, I, I, my next project that I'm working on is men's health and fitness retreats as well. So, um, and I wanted to be able to supply yoga as an option for the guys who come on the, on the retreats and show them that there is a non fairy like fluffy side of yoga that you can men can do yoga um it's not just for hippies and or like deeply spiritual people to begin with it's not that deeply spiritual sort of stuff it's just getting like staying in your breath staying in the moment and staying with the move that or the posture that you're doing so that's the reason why I started the yoga teacher training because I wanted to be able to do that myself and offer that myself at the camps but throughout the 200 hours I quickly realized it became more of a personal journey like um, the personal journey is just you, everybody who had done their 200 hours has said you wait like it gets pretty deep and it did like it got like you you find like there's nine week um, a nine week training and like week four self-doubt came in he's like we had a break at like week three week four and I'm like I'm not going back after the break like this is like I'm not doing this as fuck like I like self-doubt's like why are you doing this this is brutal like just get someone else to do the, the yoga camps and then <clears throat> I got to and then we went back then there was like this everything kind of changed my practice changed my head changed um to a point where I was just like fuck yeah like I I I deserve to be here like I've I've got this like everything started clicking I was like still felt some days like after like five hours of yoga you're like holy shit like I don't want to do another day of yoga and you've got another day tomorrow to do it yeah. so but that whole journey was amazing it was, and then it got to a point where I got to the end of it and I was like hell yeah, I want to be a yoga teacher. Like, not just teach yoga at a, at a camp. Like, I want to do it and bring it to as many people as I can, especially people that I can reach and break down, like, stereotypes of, like, yoga teachers and especially with men and getting, getting some more men involved in the yoga. Um, even going up on the weekend, I was up in Sydney and I... I um I saw Khan like caught up with Khan and he was like oh man I can't believe like your your, your yoga like you used to be one of the stiffest men I ever knew like <laughs> they used to call me stiffy and like just thicky because I was so thick and stiff that I just couldn't move and he's like I can't believe like some of the postures and stuff you're getting into like it's a crazy I see the pictures that you post and it's just like that journey in my my own yoga journey has just like gone from one step to the next and that's kind of like when like I've started taking yoga classes here on on a Sunday and seeing people gradually slowly getting better and, and that's the thing is like there's it's like CrossFit is for time and for reps and you're always writing your score up on the board or you're you're comparing it to someone else but yoga's for you that hour that you're on the mat is like you come in and you you do it and there's no winners like you can look around and someone might be bending themselves into a, 
uh, foreign posh that you can only get half into, but it's not that point. It's, it's where you are on that moment. You may eventually be at that moment where that person is next to you four or five months down the track or a couple of years down the track, but it's where you are now. And it gives you that hour of just kind of unwinding. And that's where I, that's why I love it because it's like, it's an hour for you. Nothing else matters. Yeah, there's no one else. There's no phones involved. Like, no one else matters. It's like you're focusing on your breath and whatever you're doing on the mat. And so, yeah, that's what's really lights me up about yoga because so many people are just highly strung these days and that they just forget that they're, they need to look after themselves. I love that, Tice. I re- really do love what you're doing, especially taking a holistic approach to everything. Um, for the listeners at home, you've touched on some of the benefits. What are the more common benefits that people will experience in the first few sessions of doing yoga? Is it individualized or is there some that stand out from the rest? No, it's pretty much like you will start to notice like if you're doing regular practice, like maybe twice a week, you will feel more grounded. Um, you just driving in the driving in the street and someone cuts you off you might normally blow up and you like blow up at the idiot for cutting you off just knowing how to like control your emotions and control like everyday life that sometimes like life throws at you and that's one good that's one of the benefits um better digestion digestion's a big thing like and stress like lowering of stress like you'll you'll notice that you may not be as puffy you will be going to the toilet more regularly because different postures help like digestion it's and then obviously flexibility like if you struggle to roll out of bed in the morning because your back's sore or you've had a chronic shoulder injury for god knows how long and you regularly practice yoga and stay within your limits to a point those things will start to like rectify themselves and i I can speak to that myself like i had this chronic shoulder impingement issue that i was like non-stop i couldn't like do handstand push-ups or press overhead without pain on the um on the um eccentric and over my the course of my yoga teacher training it rehabbed itself like without even noticing it and so yeah it's just like those small things like you can think about what will happen and like you can go oh i want to get this out of it it's more so just letting the the journey happen and then it ends up kind of just floating along it's a journey and it's about learning and it's that's the biggest thing with yoga. It's like you never actually stop learning. I love it. And yeah, so it's great. I guess um, a lot of like the common stereotype around yoga is that it's on the mat for that 45 minute, but 45 minute session that you're doing, but you've just made it evident that it can be, um, yoga is a way of life. So when you're stuck in traffic, you can practice yoga and do those sorts of things. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and um, that's even like when I went up in the Sydney on the weekend and, um, anyone's ever driven in the, the traffic in Sydney it's like fucking stressful you, you, you actually do want to get, get on the horn and like lean out the window and there was people who just walked out in front of me or they were walked out in front of my brother who was driving and my brother's yelling out the window and I'm like 
just breathe. Like, it's fine. Like, it's okay. Like, he's just crossing in front of you. It's fine. Like, it's going to delay our trip for by five seconds. But it's like one of those things is you just... Eventually, you just start to realize it doesn't matter. Like, people are reading all these books about, like... Um, subtle art of not giving a fuck maybe just do some yoga okay <laughs> you know what I mean I love it it's like start reading self-help books and like just help yourself on by doing something yeah like mindfulness and stuff like that just... nice that leads into my next question about mindfulness actually what is mindfulness mindfulness is I for me is being in the moment um, and being mindful of like your thoughts and what where and how they are affecting you. Um, and then it's also deeper to the point where you can be mindful on how you want to be. Like that's just my interpretation of it. Could be different for other people. But for like to practice mindfulness, there's a few different ways. Like you can write down your journals and like read what you're actually writing. Like I've been through that sort of thing, like reading writing down all like the thoughts that I'm thinking and you know like come on man like those thoughts are shit or you can even just sit sit and focus on your breath and being mindful of what you are doing in the present um and not getting carried away with the all the thoughts that are in your head um and then like a lot of i think for me at the moment like meditation a lot of people putting pressure on themselves and putting pressure on others to meditate because it's like this new thing to do but if people do just more mindful or just even just focus more on their breath and without the expectation of sitting and meditating for hours on end and just gave themselves a minute of focusing on their breath that's meditation or mindfulness in the minute and then you can build from that and like that's the the beauty of it you can then it's another journey like your mind's journey. That's Great. That's awesome. Um, and what are some tips for the listeners, some basic tips on how to practice being present and mindful? You touched on your breath before. Yeah. So, like, there's one thing, like, um, just some simple, like, box breathing. Um, four seconds in, four seconds hold, four seconds um, exhale, four seconds hold. And just focusing on that breathing. Um, one thing that really, like, I like is even just going down by the water or finding somewhere where you can just focus on a point and you allow your thoughts to come and go like my like there's a misconception of meditation and mindfulness that you block out the thoughts and the thoughts have to block out and people go i can't meditate or i can't be like it's just allow the thoughts to come and go like okay that's a thought but i'm now going to come back and i'm going to be focused on that boxing glove and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, there's another one. Like, oh, I need to do the shopping this, but come back to the boxing glove. And it's a rep. It's like doing a rep in the gym. You, and you're just being mindful of those those thoughts and allowing them to be there because they're thoughts in your head that probably need to be recognized. recognized and given air at some other point. But right then and there, you're just being mindful of your breath and mindful of whatever your thoughts are and just allow it to happen and yeah and without too much pressure without expectation just like just be for a minute and then build from that minute each time you go and like that's one of the things 
my one of my clients that never would touch meditation. Like, can't sit still, can't do this, can't breathe. You breathe every day. <laughs> you breathe involuntarily, just focus on it. So and that was like one of the biggest breakthroughs with her. It was just like, just like focus on your breath. Like one of the biggest things is like, if you're a man, it's like, if you've got a beard or even just a small mustache, you just try and, you, you try and focus on the nasal breath blowing on the hair of your lip. <laughs> and that's hard. Like you can, you're probably sitting there now tr- while I'm talking, yeah. trying to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All three hairs. Are yeah, so, well, I'm getting old. So it's the nose hairs. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just like trying to blow on like and blow on those. And, and that's being mindful of your breath. And that's a pretty simple way of doing it for me. Um, yeah. And then, obviously journaling mindful of what you're writing and then there's also like i I read a book like it's kind of become like my 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 bible almost um it's called the untethered soul and it's big um big message is like if you had a friend and the friend was sitting beside you and that friend was talking all that crap that's inside your head to you what would you say to that friend or what would you do? Would you walk away from that friend? Would you tell that friend to shut up or would you actually sit there and listen because they're actually telling you some vital information that you want to listen to? Um, and that's one thing that I've been really putting into practice lately is like, listen to the voice. No, you're talking shit. Go away and just like simply tell that person you're being an idiot because like there's no need for that sort of chat like you wouldn't put up with it if there was someone sitting next to you if it was a real person so it's like don't listen to that person inside your head yeah that's a great point yeah so that's one thing because I've also always had like a thing of like self-worth and just listening to that person is like nah you're telling me the wrong thing I am worth that like I can do this so that's a great point I love that so um Thanks, thanks for sharing there as well. So, into yoga, back into yoga, where is a good place to start for beginners? Is there some things on YouTube? Or... Yeah, so YouTube's good if people are feeling a little bit threatened or uncomfortable about going to a, um, a class. There's also options like community classes as well. Um, like Lululemon's great for that um, on a Sunday morning at most Lululemon stores. Um, they, you can go and for free, you can try it out. Normally the, each store will have a yoga teacher from a studio who, within their community that can do it. Um, or fine, like if you don't feel comfortable going to like a studio or straight up, cause like you, um, most gyms these days will have it. Like I know fitness first and good life gyms and stuff like that. They all have like um, a yoga class at some point. That's a good starting point. Um, you know, like I've started a one here at this gym and like it's a just a cheap class for people to come. Um, as, and that's what I want to get people involved moving in yoga for that hour. And just get like, and then that's there. Yeah, like just seeking out other options outside of like, yoga like and then that way then you can get you start your teach you start your learning 
of yoga in a little less like intimidating environment if you're feeling a little bit more intimidated about going to a, um, a yoga studio. Um, if you do go to a yoga studio, it's like, it's like everything. You're going to find people who you connect with you're gonna find people you you just don't connect with. Like, it's even in, in Melbourne, like I've been to a few and I just don't connect and that's why I ended up doing my yoga teacher with Amelia, yoga teacher training with Amelia because her practice is quite strong. Um, and it feeds into like the arm balancing, the inversions, like the strong postures and stuff that I love doing. Um, so that's why I went down the route with doing my yoga teacher training with Amelia. And yeah, it's you. It's the same with anything. You're gonna find people that you really connect with, and that's where you, most yoga teachers will start to have their following of people. Wherever they go, people will go and follow with them. So I love that. And for anyone that wants to come to Tyson's yoga class, I'll have that in the show notes. And for people that are thinking, yogis that are thinking about doing their YTT training, um, I'll also put Amelia's details in the show notes too. Um. Awesome. Thanks for that, Tyce. How many days per week do you think it's beneficial for someone to be practicing yoga on the mat, per se? Um, like a daily practice can be five minutes. So, like, I'd say daily of some kind. Like, even if it's just a, a small, short, like 15 minutes of the yin, so three postures, just holding that for 15 minutes at the end of the day. Um, like you said, yoga's more than on the mat, but like your question's on the mat. It's just, um, yeah, I'd say daily, at least five minutes, and that's like one thing that I'm developing at the moment. Um, also, i just got too, so many things on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like some five, 10 minute flows, but like pre and post workout flows. Um, for the per- like for people who are going to be squatting, deadlifting, uh, and stuff like that, but then that can also be incorporated into someone's daily um, yoga as well. Um, so they can, yeah, anything like just move. Like, yeah. um, there's like sun salutation A, sun salutation B. Like, they take a minute, two minutes to get through it. Uh, uh, full full cycle that's you just being on the mat focusing on your breath for that long and then it's just yeah giving you you that time to be like of free or whatever else is going on in the world love it awesome twice um how has yoga benefited your olympic lifts and overall performance with crossfit so I since doing my uh, my yoga teacher training, I've been just looking at different avenues and like different ways of incorporating it into my own program, um, and I've I've been sick of doing the same like banded um, activations and broomstick pass throughs and like dislocations and um, all this activation stuff that like. It, it works, but I was just bored of it. So I was just like, I need to start developing like flows and doing it myself to see whether it works. And it is. It's like, it, it's A, it's activating the muscles and it's also um, mobilizing areas that I'm normally like quite tight in. 
and my Olympic lifting and just fitness and or overall fitness and also even priming me for workouts where it's going to be tough and you get to that point where you feel like you're flogged and you want to stop but you actually then bring yourself back and center yourself in your body and your breath and you focus back on the breath and you can go a little bit further and the yoga is actually carried over into that respect as well because it's just like you feel a lot more grounded with what you're doing and more balanced um yesterday like i was snatching like i haven't been doing a lot of uh a strength program too much but like what I was doing felt great and it hasn't felt great before like it was yeah. always like a bit of a battle to try and open especially with my thoracic that's where I used to get thicky from because it was so thick through the thoracic spine and so stiff that I just looked like a robot but now my overhead mobility and stuff is great like I can get into an overhead like anything and it feels good and it feels comfortable and that's where it's helped me a lot um yeah and it you can see even in the gym with some of the members and stuff that they're the ones who have been coming to yoga they are benefiting from it because they are able to do um some more stuff easily whereas like just coming to like a mobility like a foam rolling doing foam rolling like Foam rolling is good, but it has its limits, whereas like yoga can help you a little bit further. And you're walking proof that yoga is definitely not only just on the mat. It can well, be a absolutely. Way like I could even post like a before and after picture of like before yoga started and I was thick and barrel and chested and like even the girls, like that I, didn't, I was the only guy in my yoga teacher training. Uh, they would <laughs> kind of laugh at me because how thick and like um, stiff I was. <laughs> But it was just now, like, yeah, it's completely different. So wow. it does great. change and it, and it helps a lot. So Awesome. You are breaking the stereotype for traditional yogis that they have to be female or lanky men. Yeah. Um, to paint the picture for you guys, Tyson's about six foot tall, quite muscly, crossfitter. So definitely breaking the stigma there for um, a yoga instructor. Which leads into my next question about your men's health retreats that you're running. Um, you touched on before. What are they? What are you doing with those? Um, so drawing back into my mental health um, stuff, uh, passion, like side passion. Um, too many men are suffering with some sort of mental health or like problem or or not even just that like even just way like having an outlet to know different options like what and to be able to help them and help them make their mates so my retreats um kicking off this summer they're going to be like high intensity interval training yoga meditation surfing mountain biking hiking and um and with those, like, is I don't want to have like a stigma of like it's coming to do like a, um, like a self help retreat or whatever. It's like there for the like guys to come have fun, but also learn these different techniques to take away to employ in their day to day life. That's going to allow them and also possibly influence their mates and help their mates who could potentially be 
suffering with a mental illness or bit down and they don't know how to talk about it like a lot of the guys will have their their buddies come to them and or some of their mates might tell them they're suffering and they don't know what to do oh you'll be right mate like it'll get better but it doesn't like I had that same thing happen to me and it didn't didn't get better it was only that I woke up after trying to take a bunch of pills that I got fuck like you're an idiot you need to go get help and like I don't want other people to be like that so I want to be able to help people through yoga the meditation the hit and stuff like that and show them that being active being there's other answers outside of booze drugs and just like general negative self-talk or negative talk to because I was being carpentry that was one of the reasons why I left carpentry game because I just got sick of hearing men complain and whinge about everything and it was just like how can I help those people and especially the construction industry is like this construction industry is like one of the biggest like um, contributors to um, substance abuse and alcohol abuse that in, in Australia and you got to help like those guys need an answer or need an option to doing that and so that's why I want to that's why I'm doing them trips that's awesome Tyus I, I really 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 love that that's great um, tell us a little bit more about the duration of the camps so at this stage they're going to be a Friday Saturday Sunday so a nice long weekend um, they're internal in Australia um, to be uh, for now just so it makes it easier for people to get their um, long weekend off and not have to spend too much time in transfers and um, going overseas. I do have dreams of extending it out to like Tonga and stuff like that, but for now, um, we're going to be staying, we're going to be doing one in Lawn and then one in the far north, north of New South Wales, so up around awesome. Ballina. Um, Yamber area so they're the two that I want to run this year and or sorry this year and the beginning of next year and yeah that's like it should be good uh, it will be good loving that and um, again all the information for those will be in the show notes I'll definitely be heading down to one so hopefully get some more people there for you Ties you are an inspiration to many people I know for a lot of these listeners will gain some inspiration from you and me in particular you've been a great inspiration who inspires you my mum. She's someone who doesn't see herself as successful, but she is more than she, she's raised three kids who have all had their issues and we're all still alive. Um, my mum's one, like, she's a big one and she's always there to help. And whether it's like, um, Whatever you can always ask it of her, like, and she's there. She drop whatever you do, and that's one thing who inspires me. Like, I want to help people. I want to be able to help people, and whenever and however, and not for a price. Like, it's just I want to like. She's one person. There's in the fitness industry, um, guy named Paul Check. Um, he's very holistic uh, style of training, um, movement deeper, like. Um, physiological that's what the next step for me is going into that more of that holistic style of coaching um, so a lot of his stuff is I've been reading a lot of his stuff um, 
And then, it's just like a lot of my mates also, like yourself, Jolly, like um, Joel Kirkillis. If you guys don't know him, look him up. He's a, a mental human being. Like, he is probably the next best thing to Mother Teresa, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> like, second that. <laughs> <laughs> you know him yeah. and, like, you've worked with him and it, the dude, what the guy does, he's a very selfless person and... Like if anybody can be a half a half a man or half a human like him, and he doesn't show his cracks, but he has his cracks. But like, and every like everybody, and um, yeah, he they're probably some of the people who really kind of inspire me at the moment. Um, I'm not someone who says like I've, I've often thought about this, but it's like not someone who says like oh I'm Michael Jordan or. Muhammad Ali, like they're great. They've done awesome things. But um, yeah, my mum, Jolly, more people that you can actually interact with. Yeah, and yeah, relate to. yeah. And like, don't get me wrong, those guys, those more popular guys, are great. But yeah, the I love that. And I will be interviewing um, Joel Kirkellis on the next episode. So watch this space. Um, awesome, Tice. How do you feel? How do you fuel your body? Oh, I am vegan. Um, try my best, because I've been vegan now for about 18 months. I was um, vego before that for about six months. Um, and a huge meat eater before that. And meat just wasn't agreeing with me, um, digestion-wise, inflammation-wise. Um, my nutritionist suggested go vegetarian. I'm not a massive fan of eggs and cheese, so I just said, look, like, I'll do your deal, I'm going to wean off meat, and we'll go vegan, and it's great, like, I, the energy, and the amount of food that I can actually consume is great, like, it, and the, the taste is amazing, like, it's not bland, it's not just garden salads and rabbit food which is a stigma isn't it yeah like like I, even there's the funniest story is like I went the first time I went home when I told my mum was vegan she had like garden salad stuff prepared for me for, <laughs> for my food and I'm like is this my dinner she's like isn't this what you eat I'm like that's like part of it like I've got more I can have more stuff than this so I had to go out and get more like get some more food and but it's even good like I haven't pushed it onto her, or and but they're now eating like plant based two to three days a week. Um, recently went up there for dinner and oh, up there to visit, and I took a bunch of my own stuff up there, and she's like inquisitively asking me what what it was, and just like made some veggie, like some vegan burgers, and introduced her to vegan cheese, and like can't tell the difference between normal cheese and vegan cheese, and yeah, um, yeah and then she's like says to me, I'm going to cook a vegan meal for you tomorrow night. I'm like, this is amazing, but risky. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I'm great, because I've been looking out, like, living in Melbourne and away from your parents, like, anybody who lives close to their parents would always love going back for a, a feed, like a, a home-cooked meal. And that's the one thing I miss about not living near my family, is, like, going home, and, well, other than, like, now I've got a new nephew, but... Um, not being close to having a nice cooked home meal with your family. So I'm like, I soaked it up and she like cooked a vegan pad thai. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm like, you nailed it. You've done really well. Like, she went and get out. She's got the tofu and she's telling me, I'm going to get this tofu. I'm like, you should probably get this tofu. It's like, it's better. No, no, no. I'm going to run with this tofu. I'm like, all right, this is your, this is your ball game. <laughs> you can, <laughs> you're cooking it. Um, and she ran with it and that was good. It was a great meal. And like, that's for me is awesome. Like she, and that's why she inspires me. She wants to help. And like, she wants to like make me feel comfortable there. And yeah. And that's why vegan, because it's just like, I started purely for performance because I wasn't getting the, um, recovery and stuff. And I was feeling like shit after workouts. Um, and now, like, as I've researched more and more and more, like, yeah, the more of the ethical side of things is now keeping me in it. Like, there, there could be times where I would reverse back to, like, being a meat eater, but it doesn't interest me now because I don't miss the flavour of it. I don't miss, like, anything of it. And I'm just looking into the ethical side of things, there's, there is another option to fueling our bodies feeling our bodies at a high high level and you only got to look at like some of the, the some of the best level the best athletes like Novak Djokovic he's vegan there's um a few others that are just like Peter Siddle is Peter an Australian Siddle, yeah, cricketer Peter Siddle um yeah they're Australian cricketers there's a couple of other Australian cricketers um Adam Zampa Adam Zampa yeah so those guys are all leading the way there's a few others and that's the thing is like you can be a top level athlete and still like op- like operate off a plant based diet um whether it, whether you are like a an activist or not but you don't you don't have to be an activist and you don't have to be someone who goes out and fights the fight but just making a small change can help out I agree and me and you, Tyson, both realists. Everyone's not going to go vegan, so I think more commonly we can all just eat more plants. Absolutely, like that's the thing. Is like I'm not trying to change it. I'm not gonna, like I'm not pushing it on anyone. Everyone's free to make their own decision. But eating a few more plants it doesn't really hurt. Like you, the old meat and three veg has always been a Australian staple, so you can always make meat and four veg or whatever. Like you can, yeah. It doesn't. You don't have to change it huge. Just so small changes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And education is a, is a main thing. I think sourcing your own education. Absolutely, like you, like you, like how you've got your, you're doing your um, cookbook and stuff like that. Like and educating people that it doesn't have to be hard. You can get away with like a a recipe with four or five ingredients and it tastes fantastic. It's just knowing what to put in there and and it's not it's not hard. It's not rocket science. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> like, like I'm not a chef, and like you're not. Like, we're, Definitely we're not, not a chefs. Chef. Like it's like we're not culinary experts. Like, but um, definitely know when things taste good. And, yeah, so that's for sure. Um, Ty's coming to the end of it now. I'm absolutely loving everything that you're up to and your holistic approach to things. Um, where can we find you, and what avenues can we reach on? Um, you can catch me on Instagram uh, at Tyson Venn, so T Y S O N V E N, or at Bear Strength Man Camps. Um, and then you can reach me at Tyson at BearStrengthNFitness.com. Um, yeah, that's pretty much 
Awesome. And, and I'll put look it. me up on Facebook as well. Um, you can add me as a friend on Facebook, Tyson Venables, or just look up Bear Strength and Fitness and you'll find me there. Love it. And Tyson's always up for a chat. So if you've got any questions or anything, shoot them across and I'll keep those um, contact details in the show notes. Thanks for your time today, Tyson. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you, mate. Thanks, guys. And that's this week's dose of Euphoria. Connect with myself and the Euphoria Health community on Instagram or Facebook at Euphoria Health. Through these channels, you'll find cool workouts, plant-based recipes, and daily challenges. Until next time, guys, I'm your host, Matt Zapala, and remember, don't settle for anything less than Euphoria. Euphoria.